Oh yes, and any given time I do the bathroom, do I do stick it off and like go? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can't hear it for crap. No. How about now? Can you no, hear you me now? I can it. hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the and headphones are. Till the end. They Until they're fuck. We got work. But like, <laughs> 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 Call OSHA on you. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Hello. 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 Welcome to another episode of Uncomfortably, Uncomfortably Tight with... I'm BJ Smith. Uh, Gabe... Chris and Derek. <laughs> like, I'm the only person who gave a last name, and yet it's um, the least believable one. So I wasn't sure. I was like, "Do I want to say cool James? fake name?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, so it's interesting because some people don't want to say their names at all, so we just like let them say whatever they want to say. Yeah. Um, but for SEO. First and last name's good. That's that's great. Yeah. I don't I don't know if what SEO. I'm some, not a uh, CEO or an SEO. Oh. Or a CIO. So SEO is search engine optimization. It's ah. something you consider when you're uh, broadcasting or marketing, you know, your product, whatever it is. People are looking for shit online. That makes sense. People might be saying, "Hey, I wonder if there's a podcast in Olympia that BJ Smith is on." Oh wow! And uncomfortably like tight fans, comes to the yeah. top of the no list. One is saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're hoping. That's one day. Hoping. Maybe people in this room. I know, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow <laughs> you guys day. up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like yes. literally, literally. There's there's six or seven people on on my street. Who <laughs> 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 want to know like, where I'll be performing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So well, if you're one of BJ's neighbors yes (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) yeah well it's good to have you in here we've been uh trying to do this for a while now get the recording going yeah i'm a big fan of uh, audio growing up i uh i grew up in a city that's uh in dallas texas really really big town oh everything's really spread out so a big part of my childhood was sitting in cars and listening to the radio and so since i was a little little kid i've always like idolized radio and when i was a kid i wanted to that's what i wanted to do be on the I radio. Wanted to be a dj i wanted to be on the radio yeah oh. and uh then i realized you know i don't have like talent or <laughs> an education <laughs> or you know like, well welcome to 2020 you don't need not, any of those I things know, to right? start your own I'm podcast yet i know nothing i'm like what is this this thing it's it's a microphone <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it takes to do this. I can talk, cool. but uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Most of this came from Amazon. Right Have on. you know? Yeah, we, right we bought it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little by little, piece by piece, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it all came together, kind of. Actually, we started recording on our phones when we first started recording the podcast. That's our very true. first podcast was recorded on an iPhone. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Is that a plug? Do you get, like, paid? We say? don't, yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, but I'm hoping it'll get there. You gotta work on that. Yeah. Apple, if you're listening, so BJ, we know you are. BJ the DJ, huh? Yeah. Sure. That was your call to fame. Yeah, not really. Well, like, the DJ thing is pretty new. My, my, my oh. actual name is Brian. Oh. Mm. Now so, it can be revealed. Yeah. yeah, now it can be revealed. It's like it's like the True. unmasking of the, like, luchador. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I went to Vomity. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever been to a comedy club. Or, oh. Well, I don't know, it's not really a comedy club, but a, a comedy performance, a live comedy yeah. performance. And uh, so I decided, I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to give it a shot. And I'd already heard uh, Ryan Bunnell 
do his bit. Yeah. And like, you know, he's a stay home dad, ex heroin addict, used to wow. play bass in a punk rock band. And I'm like, well, fuck. Dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like my, my bio. <laughs> and his name is Ryan. So when I was Brian a kid, and Ryan. My, my family, and like, yeah, to my, my grandparents to their dying day, they called me BJ. And it's because oh. Brian J, my middle name's J. So I just kind of on a whim signed up as BJ, which is what my, my folks call me. Your stage name. Plus, it's yeah. fun to say. Awesome. Like, it awesome. is fun to say. Right, you know. And They're actually, also fun to give. It's, it's more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, <laughs> they uh, are. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of going down. So <laughs> <laughs> I figure it's, it's just fun going the other way, right? I mean, It has know, to be. It's, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, there wouldn't be people here existing. So, <laughs> I would say, as as uh, as a straight guy, I will go on the record as saying I think it's easier. I think uh, I think cunnilingus is easier than fellatio. I'm gonna throw that. You think down. so? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What would you, Chris? You've done both. <laughs> I, have, I have done both. Um, it's a, they're different. I mean, they they definitely have their their challenges. You know, equally. Sure. Um. They're both pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy. They don't call it a job for they nothing. They don't call it a job for nothing. Oh, um, but I'm not going to lie. I can breathe out of my nose anytime I'm doing anything with a <laughs> vagina. And I can't breathe out of my nose all the time that there's a cock in my mouth. So I True. would say sucking dick is probably harder mm-hmm. than... For me, it's easy as fuck. Um, <laughs> I got a, I got a few techniques. So, <laughs> okay, well, there you right. go. <laughs> it's like swimming, right? You got to know, like, breathe on which part of the stroke, you know. Yeah, we. Well, that too. My friends and I, we had a conversation about you know sucking dick underwater. And I was like, well, again, I know how to hold my breath. And For the I kids know. at home, don't try oh, this, okay? Don't try <laughs> this dangerous. at home, yeah. No. <laughs> if you don't know how to swim, don't do, don't do it. But no, I, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> it's a little hard to float, you know, keep down under, of course. But yeah. no, it, it's easy. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, the main problem, Sucking I think, with, underwater. with water would just be, it's, you know, it's a bad lubricant. So anytime yeah. that you try to do anything sexual in water, it just like starts chafing almost. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that part It's is. not fun, yeah. I always just think of like stagnant water and that female friend of mine who told me about her and her boyfriend's bad idea and how it led to a really nasty urinary tract infection. Oh, so, yeah. Like, yeah, like all that stuff. Like, I used to clean out pools too. Like, yeah. years ago, it was a job. And so it's just, yeah. it grosses me out. I'm like, you don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, God. Yeah, my mom has a pool. We're fr- I'm from Los Angeles, so... Uh, Gabriel's out here visiting me for a little while. He's only been here for this weekend, but... Yeah. Um, Hola, Gabriel. Hola, Gabriel. Hola. <laughs> Hablo tres idiomas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my mom had to pull in her backyard, and yeah, she doesn't have a somebody cleaning it. Yeah. So last year, it got pretty gross. Like, things were growing in it. Yeah. There was a, uh, a space-faring civilization that had grown up in the, in the pool. It just in the amount of time since between. Oh, yeah, no. I know. We thought it was a mosquito, but it turned... I don't know what the hell it was, but it was... I like, mean, they were really big See, things. my stereotype that I always think of of, like, Southern California and pools is the empty pool with the constant, like, mm. water drought. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just figured, like, pools were, like, a non-thing. Like, something yeah. you skate in. I don't know. Yeah, right. exactly, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. They uh, the the reason there's a water drought is because everyone runs their sprinklers every single day <laughs> and they fill their pools and they no. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, a like lot you of live pools. in a desert, you guys. Like yeah. you know, get a cactus and some sand out in your front yard. <laughs> like they're trying to make grass yeah. grow and. 
So this is Damn this period. is a, not a desert here. It's no. has, has it been an adjustment? Do you like it up here? I love it up here. It's yeah. I love the greenery, the forestry. It's it's freaking beautiful, and I love it. Going back home, it's hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's a little patch of little green grass right here, and then there's dirt. It's like cool. That's interesting, but lots of um, concrete. Yeah, lots of concrete, yeah. Or, you know, people use uh, stones in front of their front yards. Mm-hmm. They turn into a desert because they tr- they're trying to be in Arizona. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah, you uh, should do that. Well, they but get like a tax credit or something, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Conserve for water. Less water use. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's my like excuse it. for not showering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving the planet. What are we? Doing? <laughs> no, you know, I actually thought I showered today and I put on deodorant because mm-hmm. I knew coming over here, I was like, Chris, we're oh. gonna give me a hug. I <laughs> <laughs> should deodorize my armpits because that's about where you're gonna be. Yeah, yeah, that's where she was. <laughs> well, thank you, BJ. That was very considerate. <laughs> What a hero. Less, less consideration than my husband and my brother gave me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, babe. But we all shower today. Hey, Yay for showers. Speaking of kink, yeah, no. <laughs> Shower does make for a bad lubricant, and that's why we keep a we keep a tube of Astroglide in there. Oh, yeah. there you go. You just don't have to worry about nice. the shower being a bad lubricant. So how many kids do you have? I have two kids. Two kids? Uh, one's about to turn five in a week. Fun. Is that little Astroglide? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I named fun. her Astroglide. <laughs> <laughs> if we'd have been using Astroglide this night, maybe it wouldn't have been made. <laughs> so it, was, it was actually my wife's birthday uh, present. Oh. We, uh, we had uh, a sitter for the night. Like to go to dinner for like two hours. It yeah. was my wife's birthday. Yeah. And uh, so we dropped off my son and we were like, hey, we got a couple minutes. Like it's right hey. inside. Yeah. <laughs> exactly nine months later to the day my daughter was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pretty rare, you know, like the exact moment. Yeah. yeah. It was conceived. Yeah. But, uh, That's really funny. I've actually been hearing a lot of stories recently um, about people like knowing, you know, they're like, yeah, that's probably when it happened when we got pregnant. So that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard for us. We'd have to like pick between, was it the one before or after we went out to to brunch? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we don't have kids. (laughs) So we live here alone. So we can have sex pretty much whenever we We want to. to, We used to not have kids. We used to have not been together for 10 years. So oh. no, no, no. It's still, I mean, we, we still have a very active sex life. I think especially for most like people who've been married 10 years. Yeah. But like, no, in the, in the beginning it was beyond ridiculous. My wife, we, we live in an apartment and we were directly across the street from the hospital she worked at. And yeah. besides oh, nice. just lunch breaks hmm. and coming back, she would get like 15 minute smoke breaks and she would run across the street and ah. we'd grab a quickie and then she'd like, ah. three drags <laughs> and she like ran back into the building. That's it awesome. was ludicrous. ludicrous. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. We need to work closer to home. But then I you, guess. Then, then you have kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's fun. <laughs> Mine are just now getting to the age where they're not like such an obstruction all the freaking time. Yeah. But it's just hard, and especially for for my wife, she, uh, you know, things change. Right. And it was really, really tough for her. And, like, it's never been an issue for me, but I know it cratered her confidence. Yeah. So if you're somebody who, you know, we have a, uh, I don't know, you could describe it as a somewhat open marriage. Yeah. We have 
you know, we have understandings. Monogamish. Mon- <laughs> yeah, monogamish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so, not mine. Yeah. That's credit to Dan Savage. Yeah. Our only really like down <laughs> thing, like super like hardcore thing is like, don't deceive. Like if something right. happens, like yeah. be honest about don't it. Don't lie but, about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's called me from in the bathroom at some friend of hers house. Like, okay, there's this girl and we're like, this is about to happen. So yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Videotaping yeah. is fine. But yeah. No. Bring back some you know, footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. I don't care. Like, you know, it's cool. Yeah. But, um, interesting. It, it, yeah, it's really hard just, you know, to, to, cause you know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a guy and I'm, Aging great. Actually, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, all I did was I just quit doing a bunch of drugs and like drinking all the time and smoking cigarettes. And then I like gained 25 pounds. And my doctor's like, You look healthy. Yeah. Like, you look great. And like, yeah, I just quit being a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> and I look better. It's amazing. So I feel like, you know, like more confident than I did 10 years ago. Yeah. And I know she's so way less confident. Yeah. And so that's hard because, like, you know. You want to like encourage her right. or anyone that you care about, but uh, yeah. you know how do you do that? And then when you've got kids and you're you know working and busy and aging and doing all other stuff, right? To, life, just life in general, right? And then you move to a place like Olympia, where people aren't the most outgoing. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that the Northwest well, introverts. <laughs> yeah. That'll it's interesting happen. I've thrived, I think, here this long with, with being an extrovert myself yeah. and all of my friends are introverts. Well, I think I think it's one of those things like <laughs> you have to be... <laughs> Did I cut you off? I don't no. know. I'm ridiculous. No, no, that. you're fine. Yeah, I'll just you're talk good. like... For, you could not even turn this on. All three of us are going to take a break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're an extrovert in a place like this, you just have to be okay with other people not being like that. You have to like kind right. of have thick skin about it. Because yeah. like I'm going to gush and I'm going to be like, yeah, dude, we should totally hang out. And like, oh, I really like what you're into. I'm yeah. just going to be all about it. And then they're going to be like, okay. <laughs> and then they never call you. you know? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you just have to like kind of not care. Yeah, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. See, and I guess that's where I, I do have trouble with not necessarily taking it personally, but... Just getting bummed out about it, I guess, because I feel like I'm definitely someone who is always reaching out to my friends, like, let's hang out, let's hang out, trying to make stuff happen. And, and sometimes stuff does happen and people get together. But then I'll, I guess I'll want to do something, but I won't necessarily want to be the one to make it happen, like to pull everyone together. Yeah. And then I get sad that like no one's texting me and saying, hey, come out, meet me, you know, but it's because they're not out doing anything either, <laughs> you know, and people are going to not going to be like, hey, come to my house. I'm, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, watching Netflix you want to come binge Netflix with me that's not usually an invitation that people want to reach out with you know even though I'd be up for that too so all of my friends listening <laughs> next to me more I'm needy um, no but yeah so it's inter- interesting kind of being out here um, with that you know different perspective because at home I have a lot of cousins like all of my friends are my cousins basically um, my, my mom our, our mom is one of eight kids and so they all have kids and their kids have kids and so I've got tons of cousins just like out the wazoo I could call up any cousin at any time and be like hey let's go do something or they're calling me like hey let's go do something so it's just very interesting to come here and like actually have to make friends yeah. <laughs> and then you know get them to hang out with me <laughs> yeah. it, it is very very different I, I, I tell the 
story a lot about how back in Dallas, I was, I, this is like 2010, 2012, somewhere in there. I was at a, a grocery store and I was like buying something, but I was wearing a, a shirt for an English soccer team. And the guy behind me is just like, dude, you, you support them? Oh, well, like, you know, hey, let me give you my number. And me and my friends, we all meet up at this one bar and we're all Arsenal fans. And we all go out there and it'll be yeah. really, yeah. and like, that's never going to happen in a place. Yeah. Never. People are not going to be like, hey, we have similar interests and I think we would benefit from friendship. Yeah. Just, no. And if you say that to people, no. they look at you like you're just uh, yeah. a so weirdo. About a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I was wearing a, uh, I have a college sweater from Kansas, uh, Jayhawks. Uh, just because I played NCAA basketball video games once, and I thought they were pretty good. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'm looking for a bandwagon to jump on. I'll grab it. <laughs> and then I was wearing it in the in the Safeway, and somebody was like, oh, yeah, go Jayhawks. How about them, huh? And I was just like, what's this now? Why are you... <laughs> Who, who are you? You forgot he was wearing the sweater even. Yeah, so apparently people are looking for friends based on shirts you're wearing. And well, I guess that's that why I don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm wearing a friend shirt. shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Literally. If you don't make any statements with your shirt, you know, know. how are you expect to make any friends? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think when it all started, like, I, I was just, like, just lazy and wearing a plain white t-shirt to, to vomity and I think it was Tony West who goes no I really like what you do you dress like extra plain so it like forces people to listen to what you're saying and then I was yeah. like oh now I gotta like go with it <laughs> the pressure is yeah, on yeah I always only wear totally plain shirts yeah not really, not really. well interesting actually something you had mentioned earlier about your uh, relationship with your wife and you guys being monogamish mm-hmm. um so Derek and I are in an, an open relationship as well, and ours is defined, I guess, pretty much as monogamish as well. Um, so it's interesting. How, do, how, do you know who Dan Savage is? I do. Oh, I okay. Do. The uh, the writer, right? He. Um, well, so he yeah. writes for The Stranger, yeah. uh, which is a Seattle yeah, publication. Yeah, was syndicated in Dallas since forever. Oh so wow! I grew up reading. I've been reading him for years and years. And years. Nice, yeah. nice. Awesome. Well, so now he has his own podcast. It's yes. a Savage Lovecast. Very good. And uh, he's he lives in Seattle. He does. And um, he did a live show here last year, like a, a live broadcast of the show. So that was really interesting. Derek and I were able to go. Um, but it's cool kind of listening to him because since we've, you know, um, explored this open relationship for the past couple of years, um, listening to him talk about them like they're so normal, so yeah. common, so um, accessible. Yeah. Um, it's just really awesome, you know, having this guy who has a degree and a background in... Um, sex and relationships, you know, it's really cool to like hear him talk about it, um, you know, the way he does. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my, my, my wife and I, it's the, the basis has been kind of from the get go, uh, somewhat open. Yeah. When I met her, uh, she was technically still married. Oh, so <laughs> they were separated, not yet legally divorced. I see. Okay. So, I mean, he was at the time taking a vacation in Vegas while she was taking a vacation with her friend in Texas, which is where we met. So oh. that's kind of the way it all went down. But uh, yeah, so like our first like romantic experience was, well, okay, uh, a little setup. I, I, I was with my, uh, my best friend from high school whose mother had passed away. Mm-hmm. And he had inherited a large sum of money. And so we were living by a lake in Texas and just 
like getting really, really high (laughs) all the time. And so every morning it would just be like, oh, mushrooms and ecstasy and DMT. (laughs) Sure, here you go. Like no like cocaine or heroin or anything like bad, bad bad drugs. Just the like semi-bad fun drugs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I I met my my wife. She came down there and uh, we were at a club and eating really good ecstasy and ended up at a hotel room with a bunch of people. And, like, we'd made out a little bit, but I told her, like, I felt wrong because, like, you're still married. Yeah. So yeah. it feels wrong to, like, have sex with you. And she goes, no, no, I totally respect that. I totally respect that. And so she pushed me at this other girl and sat back on the other bed and began to touch herself. And she goes, yeah, fuck her. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh. She's I, not married. I'm in love. <laughs> I've never had someone be so giving to me uh, and trusting. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> and like I'm, I'm squeamish. I'm a prude compared to her. Like, <laughs> right? I don't have to say, the. The only multiple partner experience I've had was with my wife yeah. and like another friend of ours. So yeah, I'm like I'm kind of a neophyte. And the, my yeah. only thing is like, you know, I'm in my 40s now, and it took me like. 40 years to figure out I didn't want to be a prude anymore. <laughs> and then all you do is you just regret lost time. You're like, I'm so old now. Like, uh, I mean, I look pretty good for like mid 40s. Yeah. But, you know, you're still in your mid 40s. I feel like sex carries so much weight to it, it for younger people. And, and it's strange to me because I feel like it's, it's almost backwards because when you're young and, and you're having fun, it, it um, seems to be the sort of thing because what you're experiencing is actually really common uh, most most people who are coming into an open relationship or uh, the swinging community or however they define themselves are actually in in uh, you know their later 30s early 40s when they start to broach into this um, and and yeah it's just kind of interesting to me that that people want to like uh, put put themselves kind of on the pedestal when they're younger, but then yeah, when they start to hit that age, they're like, oh, this isn't that serious, you know? Well, yeah, you can jerk off your friends, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, me personally, I had a lot of uh, to me today they feel childish, but I had a lot of really childish notions about romanticism mm. right. versus sex, mm. and I saw romantic love and sex that was attached to that as a very valuable thing, and I saw the commercialization of of sex. And exploitation of people sexually mm. and all that stuff. And I saw that as a very like base thing and that was I didn't want to be about. So it was like this crusading white knight of like, <laughs> I'm not gonna have sex with a girl unless I'm in love with her. And it wasn't like, you know, like yeah. super celibate or anything. Yeah. But like, most of my sexual encounters were inside the context of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Well I think um, for me, you know, particularly I grew up kind of with this fantasy that that's what love was. You know, love is about finding this one person who's out there in the world and that's your one person and you know you you just have sex with them and you ha- live happily ever after you know that's just how the world worked um and even you know into my mid 20s i still had this um i fantasized about this romanticism which is what i saw though reflected in movies and in pop culture you know and songs even um and so i thought that that's all there was and it wasn't until my mid 20s maybe even 30s that i started to realize that actually you can have any type of relationship you want you know you can define your relationship with your partner and as long as it works for the both of you and you're communicating about it um then it doesn't matter what you know this basically i wanted to get out of this box right there's this box that everybody wants to kind of or that i was putting myself in you know and i was finally being able to open up the box and being like oh 
there's a whole fucking different world out here. I could actually <laughs> be in that box or that yeah. box over there. Or, you know, I don't have to be in this box anymore. Um, but I think that's maybe also um, tell is telling to how much time it takes to some people to be able to get to this point, you know? Yeah. Um, and Derek's different. Derek's definitely younger, you know. He's younger than me. We're eight years difference. Um, and when we met, he was only 20 years old. But... Um, Robin I think <laughs> totally, totally did. cougar. <laughs> um, but I think that his generation of people are definitely more open to this idea than yeah. the generations before. Yeah, sexuality you know? and like people's just popular views on sexual expression, yeah. on yeah. Like shaming to kind of like give it to shorthand mm. name. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really changed a lot. Absolutely. Uh, back in my, when I was, uh, you know, coming of age sexually in adolescence, the, the odds of a female admitting that she looked at pornography slim to none. I don't, I don't think one. And now like maybe a woman might say it's not really for her, but you know, yeah, no, like we all look porn. at porn. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. It's I, absolutely fine. I think that's, that's uh, like, you know, coming in a like super, um, I grew up in the South, I grew up in Texas and. You know, uh, Southern Baptist, like pro- like every stereotype you can imagine of like mm. the giant white truck with the big hair. That was like my family and all the women <laughs> in my family. was. So sex was so not something that was part of life. It was, right. it was a hidden, shameful, <laughs> awful thing that Absolutely. you did and then you felt guilty about. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, I mean, kink and things like that, though they might have been like titillating or exciting to me. I was just too petrified. I got invited to like a, there's um, Austin College. It's a liberal arts school in in Sherman, Texas. And uh, I knew some people that hung out out there. And like, I think a few of them might have been students. But (laughs) (laughs) I heard about these like clothing optional like dessert parties and how they had like plastic on the walls. Like everything got really, really freaky there. And it sounded all cool and exciting. And then I I got there and I walked inside and there was a girl and she was wearing just electrical tape. Yeah, like across I her nipples. Love it. Yeah, and she had a whip, and she's like, "Whenever I hit you with a whip, you've got to remove an article of clothing." And oh, me yeah. and my buddy Brad were like, "Nope." Yeah. <laughs> we went straight to a back room and just yeah. sat there and smoked weed all night. Like I didn't even go outside yeah. the room. I was like, I just felt weird yeah. and awkward, and I was like, "No, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not. I don't take my clothes. I'm like I'm I sleep in my clothes. I'm horrible. Like, it took me like two years before I let my wife see me naked. Yeah, BJ is a never nude. Actually, I'm a never nude. Uh, he showers in a swimsuit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I get weird about, it. Yeah. weird about it. Like the one time, like like my, my wife and I had a foursome with two friends of ours, and I'm the one who's like, guys, can we? Do? I just want the lights out. I just, yeah. <laughs> like I'll totally have sex with these people, but I don't know if I want them to see me without my clothes on. <laughs> Were you, uh, were you a late bloomer, BJ? I was an incredibly late bloomer. Yeah. I was, and what's sad is I, I played baseball too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was, you know, a freshman in high school. I had no hair on my balls. No. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> fucking smooth like a fucking... Naked <laughs> <laughs> like mole rat. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and then, so I'm playing sports and you got to like shower with these guys and they've got all yeah. this hairy shit going on. Plus, you know, I mean, it's it wasn't, there's it was a very ethnically mixed area that I grew up in. Mm. But growing up... Uh, you know, Southern Protestant. I'm circumcised. I grew up circumcised, not yeah. knowing anything about. So there was a, a, a black kid who was at the locker next to mine, and out of the corner of my eye, I thought like something had happened to his dick. Oh, I chopped <laughs> part of it off. Yeah. And I told my mom later. I got home. I was like, Mom, I think this kid was like in an accident. He's like, oh, oh. funny. It looked like it was like a turtleneck or something. <laughs> <laughs> And so she had to explain to me as a freshman in high school. 
<laughs> Some penises wow. are different. So. Yes, wow. they are. Yeah. Some of them are curved. Oh, <laughs> they're <Yeah>. strange. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did stop the cycle, though. I did refuse to have my kids circumcised. Though. Oh, interesting. So that was yeah. I yeah. just felt like. You wanted them to have a better chance of well, like the only contracting AIDS. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I, like, I don't know if you heard the Jim Jeffries no, yeah. bit he did on, on male circumcision. I have not. He goes, you know, I, I finally decided. He's like, I, I read everything there is to know about it, and then I decided to get my kids circumcised because I want someone to actually want to put his cock in their mouth. So. Yeah. <laughs> I that was that was uh, apropos. I don't know. I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like I, I did a little. I was having a son. You know, had a son or whatever. Like let's do a little online research and then you see a video with like someone like them doing it to a baby like kids screaming i was like ah. yeah. sorry that was a horrible turn i took there no no you know what <laughs> it's uncomfortable it yeah. makes people uncomfortable they don't talk about this sort of stuff so it's really interesting actually because derek and i have this kind of debate a little bit um on whether or not first of all whether or not we're going to have kids because we still yes. don't know um i guess i don't know we are definitely leaning more towards having them now but um, then we we're started the talking fence. about, you know, we talk about names, we talk about, right, you talk about all this sort of stuff, yeah. what might happen. So, um, you know, then the question of circumcising or not circumcising came up. And I definitely feel the same way as you, I think. I just, like, don't want to cause them or inflict them this pain that isn't necessary and that they don't need to have, you know, necessarily. Um, but, you know, of course, Derek, the researcher, very diligent in researching and looking into things, um, he, you know, he's looked into it and That's found out. That's actually her sexual nickname for me. Derek, <laughs> Derek the researcher. I tell him that he likes to put on his little white lab coat. and right. <laughs> just wants the speckle. Yeah. yeah. Um, put me under your microscope, babe. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> You know, and so it's he's a macroscope, okay, guys. Macroscope. <laughs> macroscope. He uh, found a lot of you know information, which is um, basically stating you know that they do that if you leave your kids uncircum or how circumcision kind of leads to research evidence to show an increased disease resistance of circumcision. But again, you know, when you go to safe sex and if you're making good choices, I don't think it's and enough then the, to another push argument would be. Um, you know, teaching them how to have one of those because having a penis that is uncircumcised right. um, is different than having one that isn't uncircumcised. Right. Well, you, so gotta, you gotta teach your kids to wash behind their ears, doesn't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. No, no. You're, I'm like, actually for ear removal. One less place to wash. I get it. Like, I get both sides. And I don't know, for me, it was just like, I, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. I knew, like, it's like hunting. Like, I'm not like saying no one can go hunt or whatever, but I'm not gonna, I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't go like blam die animal (laughs) yeah no me neither i can't do that and i think about it too like them screaming or whatever and crying and like my heart's gonna break you know yeah well it's like with hunting i i I used to have this roommate guy he was into uh bow hunting and he was describing Mm -hmm. like what it was like or whatever and like a whole part of kill an animal yeah well you shoot it with a bow you you (laughs) shoot it then you gotta follow it for like five miles while it slowly fucking bleeds Mm -hmm. and i'm like what the fuck like Mm -hmm. why would you want to do that yeah well I mean, I get that that we as humans used to have a need to do that, you know, in order right. to eat and stuff. And there was that sort of thing about it. But now people just do it for fun. And that's what I don't understand. Like how someone yeah. could think that that's I mean, fun. I have pretty strong feelings about trophy hunting yeah. and especially for um, animals that are endangered or in any way threatened. 
Um, mm. You know, but when it comes to animal consumption, so I feel like if you're someone who eats meat or animal products, being completely out of that chain of production is kind of unnatural, you know, and, and we have, I feel like as a society, there's a cost and a burden to killing an animal, you know, and it does, it, it affects us psychologically, um, you know, in a way, uh, if you grew up around a cow and then now that cow is being slaughtered and you're the one who has to do that and now you're eating this animal, um, it's different than if you just go to the store and pick up a pack of beef, you know, mm. and throw it on the grill. Uh, so in a way, we've uh, moved that away because it is painful. But I do think that, you know, especially with deer around here, I mean, their populations, because we've moved the wolves out, you know, there's yeah. no more natural predators. And I don't know if you guys know this about deer, but they can actually reproduce at like four months old. They're oh. able to like have another child so wow. or another uh, deer, a, a little Bambi. If a, you deerling. Will. a deerling. A deerling. A deerling. Yeah. So, you know, and then I do get it again, you know, if people, so if they know. do it more humanely, <laughs> I guess, and they're using everything, you know, off the animal and not, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I feel like having more connection to your own food production is, is generally a good yeah. thing. And, and so I would say humanely is always an important thing. You know, I would never be for animal cruelty, but I mean, I've killed a deer and, and I'll do it again. <laughs> and you can't stop me. Uh, see, when it comes to eating different types of animals, I can't do it. Like the first time I ate venison, I don't know, deer. Are you a vegetarian? I'm not a vegetarian. Oh, okay. I, I love meat. <laughs> I love meat. Um, no, but like, you know, staring at it, I was like, fuck, I'm eating Bambi? Yeah. Like, all right, like, you taste delicious, but I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't eat you again. Or like, there are a lot of people who eat crocodile or uh, rabbit and all these different types of things and I'm like I can't do that that's like a pet <laughs> yeah. yeah um but then of course you can eat the cow you can eat the chicken well it's you can interesting eat all ones. if you think Dinner. like culturally because that's how Indians would view us eating cow yeah is like how could you do that or yeah. Muslims with us and pig yeah it's like pigs yeah. I mean pigs seem intelligent like that's one that I do feel a little weird about like I personally would never be okay eating some sort of primate or monkey just because mm -hmm. that's like too close to an to, intelligent, you mm -hmm. know, like snuffing out intelligence. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, with deer, I, don't, I, I feel worse about unplugging my computer than I do about killing a deer. <laughs> Just like literally, they're like, they're cute or whatever. But for instance, they don't have any uh, parental instinct to for protection. Like if uh, a predator is chasing their, their family or whatever, the mm -hmm. parents are just like, well, I'm getting out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone for himself. Yeah, I told my wife yeah. that. I'm like, you know, they can slow the people down. You like throw them out. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta like deal with it. That's and right. I'm fast. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can have one. I can't have one. I had a vasectomy, so no more. Uh, the kids now. Oh. Yay, vasectomy. Yeah. Hey, I had two happy accidents, and yeah. after the second happy accident, I was like, no more accidents. And a boy and a girl? Yeah, a boy and a girl. How perfect yeah, is that? Congrats. Two of each, it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful family, I've yeah, seen them. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it is. No, you know what? How's it, all that crippling it's, responsibility? It's one of those things, it's, it's like, on the whole, I think most anybody's going to describe it in a positive way. Uh, personally, I know for me, like I got to a point around like 30 something where I was like, I've literally like, there's nothing else I want to do. Like I've traveled, I got to play yeah. music, I got to do this, I got to do that. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like I've partied my ass off. <laughs> yeah. So like what great adventure is that? Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to like end my life. Now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, it happened and it was fun. I had had a conversation with one of my best friends from growing up and about that very thing. Just like, Hey, that's the last, you know, great battle we have yeah. to fight. And then like, 
two weeks later, I met my, my wife today, Ashley. And oh, like, wow. A few months after that, I knocked her up and ruined her med school career. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. She, she loves working in middle management. And <laughs> it's so much fun. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's what, you know, it's not her dream. And yeah. eventually we're going to like, you know, try to rebalance our lives and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things of like, if you're lucky, like you and a, another person can maintain like growth in a mutually beneficial way. Yeah. And it's, so far, I think it takes a lot of work, right? It's it like does. a lot of hours of like, well, how, y'all been together how long now? Um, seven years. and a half. That's, that's long enough to get Eight? sick of each other. I don't know. Seven. Okay, wait. Our two-year wedding anniversary just happened in September. September. That would have been so. Twenty twelve till two. So seven years, yeah. Yeah, seven. Right on. And a quarter. Hmm. Whatever. Long enough that you're not putting on a happy face. (laughs) I don't think he needed. We're done. (laughs) No. Um. Yeah. So it's interesting now to kind of think about that too, because we have had a lot of fun together as well. We've traveled. We've too much. We've moved. You know, we've we've done a lot of things. Um, so it kind of seems like that next step. But yeah. um, but also, you know, there's times where it is a lot of responsibility, and we think about. I guess the way I consider it is like it's this awesome thing that people can do, and especially me as as a woman. You know, I have this ability to like create life and and give life and um that's kind of awesome you know and it's a human experience and um i definitely want to experience that but sometimes i don't you know and most of those times are like days where i just don't want to get out of bed you know and i'm thinking god if i had somebody that that relied on me and needed me to get out of bed today um that would fucking suck you know um but i think also having the mental capacity to understand that you know to like really uh, to admit it and then be like okay at least um i'm not having kids and and acting that way you know um and not you know not to knock anybody who does because again i understand that it's a really hard thing to do you know um you there's another human being that they're you know you have to keep them alive you know and you have to keep them happy and and entertained and you know and all of these things and you still have to go to work and you have to give input there you know well like you've done stand-up and i i think i think it's kind of exactly the same in that (laughs) The first time you do it, you first become a parent, it's all those exhilarating emotional things yeah. that burst out and everyone talks about it. Just melts your heart. Yeah. It's so amazing. But at some point, it becomes a fucking chore. And like, right. there's going to be a day you don't want to do it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm doing this because I have to do you gotta it. You got to fucking you know? do it. And, like, <laughs> and so like, you try to like remember. I think it's more of like just kind of like a, 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 like a sunk cost, like get everyone else involved like everyone else tries to convince you that yeah you have to have kids so that, right. that way they're not alone in their misery yeah. and then we can be like ah, i told you right. like you didn't tell me you said it was great you're supposed to read between the lines <laughs> yeah it, well it's funny you know because we do get a lot of um pressure from our family you know sometimes not so much anymore we used to especially right around the time that we got married um would tell us sorry do you not hear me loud enough? I thought no, I was being good. too loud. I was trying to get you right on the mic. Um, you know, to have kids. When are you going to have kids? You know, and um, my mom, you know, too, she's definitely one of those people who are um, <laughs> <laughs> who are kind of excited about the thought of us having kids, you know. And so, you know, for then telling them we're probably not going to have kids, you know, yeah. and breaking their little hearts. 
it's good to set their expectations real low. You know? Yeah. That way there's nothing <laughs> yeah, and they've definitely stopped asking for it now, you know? Yeah. And I don't have any family money or anything, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but we started joking. So then we would say things like, oh, yeah, we'll have kids. This, you know, we opened up this GoFundMe account. You know, it's going to cost about $40,000 just to deliver the baby. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So as soon as that, uh, fit, as soon as that account, <laughs> yeah, you get to sponsor. Yeah. You get to name the child if you, you know, pay for if a year. If you donate 10000 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I thought about that. Like, they sell naming rights to stadiums. Why not just sell a naming <laughs> right to your kid? Absolutely. I'll make him Coca-Cola Smith. Right? I like that. Yeah. I mean, you get That's to name our kid. Yeah. For this yeah. much money. So when we started making jokes like that, I think people were like, all right, you know, let's lay off of them yeah. or whatever. Well, it's funny. You know, like, after uh, my oldest is nine now, and it's like after a bunch of years, like, my wife, she's the super A type. She's the organized one. She's the one who gets stuff done. She's the professional one. She's the educated one. But, like she hits her frustration point with those kids sometimes like so new and i feel like it's just after this many years it's strange to me that like i thought i would have been the one who's like i need a fucking break i can't yeah. do it yeah. and like i've kind of almost sunken it. i think it's just like my slacker complete <laughs> lack of ambition and <laughs> acceptance of just whatever status quo because like as a parent that's yeah. what you do right like just you got to be there it. and like you do everything right. They're not going to be a fucking genius. I mean, yeah. probably. Right. You know? And yeah. then do like most things wrong and they probably <laughs> won't turn into a serial killer. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Derek, how many, how many things did your parents do wrong? I don't know. Well. <laughs> or if you're counting. <laughs> they just kept replacing that gerbil. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Should have caught on after a while. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. No. Yeah, because you think about that too, you know, of course the silly conversations we've had it's like well how are we gonna fuck them up just enough so that they have a good sense of humor you know right. they're an interesting person right, but not know. fuck them up so much you know like, i think i'm a, a really bit. good dad and therefore like my kids they're really just not that funny they think yeah. they are because <laughs> <laughs> like my son he's like he's like i'm gonna be a comedian like dad and i'm like yeah. oh, that's not, awesome. not much of a comedian <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let me yeah. start beating you real I quick. Oh, I know, right? I'm like, you don't want to know how I got this funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Long strings of trauma. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people, though, that's just like, that's kind of how you deal with it. You know, that's you learn to laugh about right. things. And it takes laugh or same, cry. Like, I've, I've talked to Derek about it. There's I, I, most of like stuff that I want to do for comedy is pretty like general, just softball pitches of, of stuff. Yeah. But like. Like, I'll write some really fucked up shit. <laughs> and then, like, I'll write stuff down and I'll look at it. And I'm like, I could never say this in front of people. Like, like there's like a one out of 30 chance that you've had, like, as much shit as me. And, like, you're going to be like, oh, that's really funny that he can laugh about that. Because, you know, he's probably being sincere. And, like, you know, right. we're just going to be like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. You need to scare the shit out of some people. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like, I love dark humor. So when I say some shit, they're like, oh, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh. And, like, I mean, my close friends are like, hey. And I'm like, oh, see, there's funny for you, but no, I just got the shit out of you. <laughs> whether it's like dark or edgy or whatever anybody wants to say, like, you know, it's it's like right up to that line, mm. you're the most brilliant person I've ever heard. Over that line, fuck you. Yeah. Too far, you're a terrible person. Right, right, yeah. I, don't know. I really haven't really gotten much of that. Like, I've gotten a little bit of feedback. Yeah. But, uh, I, got, I got told that uh, one, one thing I said was, was borderline fetishization. Yeah. And that was kind of confusing for me because I didn't really know what they meant. That's interesting. That's interesting to bring up because 
if you're if you're saying basically they're they're offended that you fetishized this thing. Yeah, it, it wasn't but, even like they were offended as much as they were just like, "Are you aware of this?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm really honestly I'm not." Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's okay. Even I'm not aware of anything. But it's yeah. my fetish, you know. So that's you know the other right. side of it. It's like, yeah. well, it's my fetish. Right. I think that if it's an identity fetish, though, that's one thing that can make people um, uncomfortable, you know, like, like, for instance, a lot of um, uh, talk has been made about uh, like an Asian fetish, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough because if you are a, an Asian female and you have somebody coming up to you who's attracted to you and talking to you, you have to question like, is this person looking at me as a human? And we all kind of. And so again, so this is something I'm stealing from Dan Savage, but like we all, when we look at each other initially, Credit right? Go to Dan Savage. We are uh, <laughs> copyright 2014. Yeah, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> we all look at each other as objects initially, right? So if you're out and you see someone who's attractive, you're noticing physical things, and that person in that moment is an object. You're objectifying them, and personally, I think that's okay. And then as you talk to them and you get to know them and you find there's other attractive things, hopefully about their personality or anything else, then they become less of an object. And that's kind of a natural progression. Okay. But yeah, if you're like fetishizing something about but their identity, just because like you're fetishizing their or something their able or attracted to somebody doesn't give you the right to disrespect them. True. You know, true, so don't do that. So. But yeah. but but like you're saying, you know, so it's you're true. Saying it's, that it's natural. Like okay, though, because that's your I'm own not personal. saying that it's okay. Yeah. I'm saying that as long as your behavior and the way that you treat people, like you can't help if you're attracted to Asian people. Right? Like, I can't help that if I'm attracted to Asian people. But now I'm not going to go disrespect an Asian woman. I'm not going to feel entitled to her. When it gets to that point, when people, you know, maybe feel entitled to an Asian woman just because they're attracted to an Asian woman and their behavior matches that entitlement, that's not okay. But I... If I'm attracted to an Asian person, I mean, and that's my fetish, yeah. how can I help that, really? Well, it's you know? kind of like, I mean, if, if, if that's the definition of fetishization, you know, then, like, all pornography, Anything. all of it is fetishized. It I mean, is. I'm yeah. not really into that person. I <laughs> <laughs> but when it said, watch me drain my balls, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was, like, kind of a mutually agreed upon preposition. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm going to do, and you're going to watch me do it. Yeah. Well, Enthusiastic <laughs> consent. Right. You know, I'm cool with that. that was the whole joke, that was basically the joke that I had made in the first place was I was like, you know, I just feel like black porn is more honest. Like, watch me drain my balls versus like, my little sister caught me masturbating <laughs> to pictures funny. of her mom and now we're yeah. going to double team my grandma. <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, okay, is it wrong yeah. of me to say? Does it just white? Is it why is it white porn? Why is it white porn that, that, that there has to be some kind of shame, yeah. fucked up, caught, taboo yeah. weirdness? Otherwise, like we Incest just porn has blown up recently, yeah. and I don't know why. Alabama, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> is it Alabama? <laughs> is it Probably just, where it started. <laughs> well, okay, because like, okay, personally, that's it's never been a fetish of mine or whatever. It's not really my thing. Okay, like for instance, uh, what the the nice way to say. It is water sports okay yeah uh, water sports water has never sports. personally been a thing right right yeah but my wife and i we do enjoy watching pornography together and so we were watching a you know four person kind of mix and mingle kind of deal yeah and then all of a sudden whoa yeah in the middle it wasn't even like the entree or the, the appetizer it was like the entree they like stopped and went to the water sports uh. and i was like taken aback i wasn't prepared for this yeah and it kind of 
I was strangely intimidated <laughs> by it. Not so much even like like that was my kink or my arouser, but the like ooh, yeah, the, the right. Tab shit. <laughs> right, yeah. I wasn't anticipating that, and I remember later being like, hmm, I didn't, I didn't expect that to affect me. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought because I've had a girl ask me to do that, and I was like, yeah. no, gross, no, sorry. Yeah. She's like, we can do it in the shower, and like I'm like, peeing? I don't like people who pee in the shower. Yeah, I, think that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to pee down the drain. In yes, the shower. no, no. It's, it's, it's water treatment and sewage is different, yeah. so it's not supposed to. Be <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. How do you feel about water sports, Chris? Um. So I mean, if we're in the shower, I'm fine with it. <laughs> no. It's not something. And I not like you know. Say. I honestly nothing like probably other than my legs. Like you know. Yeah. If I have I peed on Chris Calf before a few times. Yeah. If we're in the shower and he has to go, and I'm just like whatever. Just you know, don't. Yeah. Don't I get, get off, off on off the raw domination. <laughs> <laughs> well, urinating I mean, on her And that's, that's what it is for a lot of people, though, right? It's about the, the like, the humiliation right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I used right. to. Yeah. yeah. I used to, um, I'd go under Reddit, and they have a random, they used to, they, or I don't know if they still do, it's been purpose that I did this, but they had a random not safe for work button. Yeah. And it would just take you to a random subcategory of that's something. A, that's a rabbit hole you can yeah, that's a, NSFW. A yeah. I, I, I don't do this anymore because you see things you can't unsee. I ended up right. on this one page and it was <laughs> it was like so specifically all about the emotional shame aspect yeah. of it. It was an Asian girl who was ejecting live fish from her anus. Oh, my gosh. And they were interviewing her in Japanese, but there were subtitles at the bottom of the screen. And it was just her talking about how much shame she's bringing on her family for oh doing this video. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm done. I don't think I could ever, like... Well, like, you know, just like, because before then it was like, ha ha, let's yeah. like a weird, funny thing. <laughs> this is great. And now I'm like, oh man, I just feel just awful. This is like, a, <laughs> this is a person with a backstory now. I know, like, right? like, before it was just the funny this, fish woman. I know, right? like, somebody's daughter. I feel bad for the eel, too. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> that eel doesn't want to be in there. It you know? to that. Yeah. How about uh, you, Gabriel? Water sports? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, given or um, received? <laughs> <laughs> no, there are, like, you know, again, in the gay community, there's a lot of, you know, BDSM, humiliation, um, who are into water sports. They drink it, not yeah. just get peed on. <laughs> yeah. They like to drink it. They I'm not yucking anyone's yum, but... No, I, I, but I'm yuck. sorry for everyone who le- who loves it, but for me, no. But yuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there's also the thing of, I think it's called German chocolate, or it's called something else, but people love to eat the feces out of someone's eat feces eat the feces out of someone's no, booty I mean, hole I've stuck my tongue in a booty hole but well, no, that's different. the prerequisite that's, is that <laughs> this is like 10 minutes after a shower uh, no yeah then the that's, just, that's right, a rim yeah. job and that's fine yeah but no there's you know, there's different that's child's play a rim job a rim job <laughs> <laughs> You gotta fine. eat their shit. That's how you know they love you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I did tell my wife once that I loved her so much that I could be eating out her ass. She could fart in my mouth and I wouldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> because as far as I was concerned, that hey, was like seal, that bro. was a feeling of love. That was yeah. like I knew at that point. It's like, unconditional. Can, I'll love you no matter what. <laughs> fart in my mouth. I won't stop eating. 
Um, but no, no, I no. Um, there was there was just one time where I was looking at a couple. There were times I like you know introducing myself to the couples or want to be part of a triad or something like that. Um, and they did. They asked me, "Do you want do you want like water sports?" I'm like, no. <laughs> not for me no um i i tried it i did i tried it once i did try it once and i did not like it yeah. even even giving a blowjob um after they've peed i don't i don't do the blowjob because it tastes like pee <laughs> and i get triggered but no no for me no yeah how about getting just peed on, though? Like, pee on the leg? What if you're in the shower with your boyfriend and he wants to pee on your leg? Like, you're going to let him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, because it's just, we're in the shower. It's going to yeah, get right? washed down anyway. You're, yeah, there's soap gonna, within reach. You know, I'm you can gonna, wash it off real quick. Uh, I'm going to feel the heat for a second, and then it's going to go away. So, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. No. Cool. <laughs> if, if that's your boundary, though, if you want to say no, say no. Okay. You can say no. I can say no. <laughs> I think my wife ambushed me with it. Once we were in Did the she? shower, I was like mid shampooing <laughs> and I felt the warmer because I don't like my showers very hot. So I felt like warmer on the. I was like, "What the?" She's like, "Well, I had to pee a little bit." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, couldn't you like not done it on my leg? <laughs> couldn't like step a few inches." Away. No. She like jumps up on your shoulders. Yeah, I, like. I feel sorry for. There's got to be somebody who's answering some dating thing today, and the guy's like, you know, something that says, "I, you know, really into water sports." Yeah. And he's expecting to show up and see a jet ski. <laughs> Some water guns, super soakers. Oh, fuck. She's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I got something else in mind. I got a tarp laid down. Yeah. How about you, Derek? Do you want to get peed on? Uh, I do not. I, I haven't, you know. I'm not sure. I don't think it's something I'm into. I would what, probably decline What about the, uh, the uh, gushing female orgasm? Is that... The, uh, the squirting. Yeah, I mean, oh, squirting. it happens every time for me. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> the second that they look at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, so I'm split on that. So I do respect, um, you know, the stories that I hear from, uh, <laughs> from women who have experienced this personally. Uh, I know that a lot of the popular uh, depictions of this are, are faked online and stuff. Like there's a lot of, mechanical sort of you know manipulation that goes like just a lot of like uh basically forcing some sort of liquid up into women and then for that to then come out in a in a very uh, uh climatic sort of display because you think women can just squirt water out of their vaginas <laughs> That water that's been put into their vagina, you think women have the capability of just like, you know, and it just squirts out? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> also ping pong balls. <laughs> ping pong balls? What? They can also force ping pong balls out of there or gas or... Yeah. I've seen women smoke with their vaginas, like dried in and then put. That's a very talented woman. <laughs> is there some kind of vagina variety show? There might be like, like <laughs> I've heard of women <laughs> vaginal vaudeville. That's I've, a great idea though great. for a show. Especially for Olympia, you could probably get away with it. You know what I mean? Vagina variety. Yeah. I've heard of women being able to lift a weight with their vagina. Yeah. I've yeah. seen those. Yeah, they've got it's, like it's like a like a shaped, it's like almost like a butt plug shaped. Uh, and then you can like get your like kegel muscles or mm -hmm. whatever like oh. to hold on it yeah do I've some seen. kegel sizers mm -hmm. <laughs> 
or you know their butts too and they lift some weights and i'm like what the fuck are you doing that's kind of cool that's really really cool you're that's a powerful vagina <laughs> powerful more power to you <laughs> yeah vaginas are strong they are a lot of people uh don't give them credit yeah. Especially once you see a baby come out of it. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap, how did it like go back to its original shit? Yeah. It is. It's, <laughs> I learned it in anatomy. Um, but the, I don't know if you don't know this, but the, the pelvis. So the pelvis in females, they have something called a pubic symphysis right in the middle where, you know, where the vagina is at. And um, when they're giving birth, it snaps in half. And it, that's what enables the pelvis to widen up, shape up, and so they can push <laughs> the baby out in natural birth. Is this birth. a bone? Or? It, is, it, is, it is part of the, um, I wanted to call it, it's not the ilium, the ischium, ilium? I think it's part of the ilium, I don't know, something. But um, I forgot the bone. I should know this. <laughs> but yeah, no, but then um, it takes a while for it to um, heal up. And so it's just, it's, it'll well, be painful know, afterwards. I but. have heard that they can look at like just the skeleton, just the pelvis of a woman and tell whether or not she's given birth. Yeah, like, they can. Yeah. Well, vaginally, you might have had a cesarean. I guess maybe it wouldn't crack open. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, you know what? Before, before birthday, <laughs> Sorry, Chris. We went to, we went to a birthing right class. <laughs> I highly recommend the birthing classes yeah. for the guys too. There's all kinds of things you don't anticipate mm. that like not the traditional things you think are going to freak you out the other things that they're going to tell you that are going to yeah. freak you out sure yeah but the best how many lists of things are there they're going to freak us out it's just <laughs> it never ends there's like more books and then they're like here you can go and pick up these books if you want more things to be scared about <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to test for diseases can you fix any of them no then fucking no no <laughs> like they just don't tell me but they are they encouraged our, our birthing class encouraged pernium stretching, stretching yes. the pernia. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically just work your way up to fisting. Yeah. And, and the baby just pops right out. It's yeah. no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, she didn't, you know, no tearing, no, no stitches, no nothing. Nice. So we were happy. And now yeah. you guys have a new uh, new role play on Saturday nights, you know? <laughs> what exactly would Dr. Be? Fister. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in to... <laughs> my, my hands are a little bit large, so it's generally... It's yeah, not, Derek's it's not got a, a pretty large yeah. hand, too. <laughs> For girls with small hands. Oh, shit. No. Wow. No, well, but... Yeah, but Chris, your hands are kind of on the smaller side. <laughs> Chris has uh, Donald Trump sized hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you put those like handprints on a thing, somebody would be like, "Oh, you're kidding me!" That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal that joke. She makes the cutest little Thanksgiving turkeys with her hands. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Actually, so we were at the Space Needle. My mom was just out here visiting me. And at the Space Needle, they just they have this new um, attraction now where one of the areas um, rotates and has a floor. So it's just the floor that rotates. And it's also see-through. So you can see the bottom um, through the Space Needle. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. So me and my mom, um, we grabbed beers because they have a bar at the Space Needle. Have you ever been to the Space Needle? Uh, we went one time okay. and it was closed for a private event. We like, <laughs> paid like 30 bucks to park and me and my friend walked up there and they're like, yeah, you can't go up there. Fuck the Space Needle. <laughs> I was like, that's what I said. I was like, fuck the Space Needle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like every fucking city, like Toronto's got one, Vancouver's got Dallas has Reunion Tower. It's the same yeah, shit. You, Everybody's yeah. fucking got one. You don't Nobody need cares. to go to the fucking space either. It's a rotating <laughs> thing up high. Yeah. <laughs> My mom loves this shit and she wants to go every time she comes over here. So I have to take her. I'm over it now. I'm just like, yeah. I'm over the fucking Space Needle. Anyway, so we went um, and it's funny because we got beers and I'm, so what I did was I got down on the floor. Basically, I'm laying down on this floor and I've got my legs up, you know, kind of like a kid would, essentially like looking at the bottom of the thing rotate. And this guy walks by and he goes, oh, that kid's got the right idea. <laughs> me and my mom just start laughing at each other because, you know, he thinks that yeah. I'm a child and I've got a beer in my hand. <laughs> And also, I'm 35 years old, but I'm laying right. on the floor like a fucking child. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what?